This is The Guardian. Last week, on a bright, clear October morning, Guardian reporter Matt Weaver headed down to the Royal Courts of Justice in London. It was the day of Matthew Hardy's court appeal. Locked on my bike, um, went through security and um, into the court. As we mentioned in the series, Matthew was in the process of appealing that nine-year prison sentence for stalking and harassment that he was given back in January at Chester Crown Court. Towards the end of making the series, that leave to appeal was granted, and a couple of weeks after the podcast came out, a hearing date was set. Matthew Hardy and his lawyer were hoping to see that nine-year sentence reduced to bring forward the date that he'll be able to walk out of prison. I'm series producer Lucy Hoff, stepping into Shirin's shoes to bring you an update on this story. You're listening to Can I Tell You a Secret? Thank you so much for, for joining us. No problem. I caught up with Matt Weaver the day after the appeal. It's quite an odd setting for a, a case about cyber stalking and Snapchat messages and um, Instagram and so on. This is the Royal Courts of Justice. It was a sort of yeah. you know pa- oak panelled room with um, uh, three judges, uh, appeal court judges in wigs and their clerk in a wig. But you know, apart from that, everything was being conducted by uh, video link. Uh, um, Matthew Hardy himself appeared from jail uh, on a on a video link. His lawyer w- was also uh, there on another feed. A lawyer for the for the Crown was on another feed. So it was sort of the the this this sort of Victorian setting on the other, and this this very much sort of twenty first century setting, um, you know, being played out in front of them. Bar the judges, Guardian reporter Matt was the only other person in the courtroom that morning. There's a rail strike and everyone else is there virtually. I wanted to know how Matthew seemed to be doing on the video screen. Yeah, he was sat in front of a prison table with a, with, um, no, with a, a page of notes um, that he, he looked down at them quite a lot. He looked nervous. That was the, that's the sort of main thing that I was trying to think about. What, what's the best way to describe him? You know, nervous, a- anxious. You know, his immaturity was referred to in the courts um, a few times. And he does look very young for a, for a 31-year-old now. Um, apart from his forehead, uh, it's, he's got a very furrowed brow, um, which he kept, he kept sort of scrunching up. The hearing began first with Matthew Hardy's barrister, Because Matthew pleaded guilty, he can't appeal his conviction. But his lawyer stood and appealed for the sentence to be reduced, describing the nine years that he was given as manifestly excessive. These arguments were on the grounds that the original judge hadn't sufficiently taken into account the fact that Matthew's autistic and has a learning disability. She made the argument, again, that his crimes shouldn't be classed as the most serious Category 1 offending. After Hardy's lawyer uh, did her bit, uh, we then briefly heard from the, a lawyer uh, for the Crown uh, who asked the, uh, the appeal court whether... Um, it, he said he, he agreed with the, um, 
the decision, the original sentencing, um, unsurprisingly, he said, and asked the judges, would you like me to go through um, the reasons why? And they just sort of cut him off and said, no, it's all right. Um, so he appeared for sort of virtually sort of two minutes. Um, uh, and at that point, the procedures were adjourned. Um, the court rose, um, which in, in this case was just me in the court. Um, they, they all went uh, back behind a door um, and then appeared five minutes later with their verdict. And, and, and what was that verdict? Um, it, it, was, it was delivered by um, uh, Mrs Justice McGowan on, on behalf of the, 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 the three of them. And she began by going through details of Hardy's offending and the, and the, and the impact um, on his victims. And I'm, I'm interested to know more about what she said about his offending. Yeah, I, I was quite surprised that, given that this has already happened in a in another in a lower court, that she she went through for about half an hour talking about um, Hardy's crimes and sort of recounting them. She detailed the crimes against uh, the victims who she referred to by initials. She went through um, in quite in quite a lot of detail. Um, the first one she mentioned, she referred to uh, by the initials J.C., um, who, who she said that um, Hardy initially contacted uh, via a fake Instagram account, asking her if she could keep a secret. Then she said it, it became more persistent and sinister, in her words. Um, and on one particular evening, um, JC received 72 uh, telephone calls from an un unidentified number. Um, and when the phone was answered, the line would go silent and she would hear someone breathing in the background. What I'm getting from that is that there was a lot of reiterating of the severity of his crimes, which is something that the judge in the original ruling, of course, did as well. Does, does that strike you in any way as being unusual? Yeah, I, I, I just um, usually in a court of appeal thing, it's all just points of law, um, and this one was was very much more about the the impact on the victims, um, which 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 is very odd for you know, appeal court judges to be going into. After recounting the details, the judge started to deliver the verdict. First of all. Um, the judge went through and rejected various arguments presented by um, Matthew Hardy's lawyer. Um, she said the original judge had taken into account Hardy's mental difficulties um, and disagreed over the seriousness of his crimes, describing them both as planned and premeditated. Um, but she also did say, um, what she did say is that uh, for two of his stalking offences, the starting point in, in the sentence was too high in the original verdict and should be brought down. Um, on, on another count, um, uh, there was a, a question of a, a legal technicality, uh, a change of the law in April 2017, uh, when the maximum term for stalking offences was increased from five to 10 years. The, the judge accepted on that point that there'd been a, an oversight. And accordingly, um, the judges reduced the, the total sentence from nine years to eight years. Eight years is still a really significant sentence for stalking. 
But it's also one year less that Matthew will be spending behind bars. And it means he could be coming out by 2025. His lawyers might have been hoping for longer, but in technical terms, they've won the appeal, even if by a small margin. What's your reaction to that? And what was the reaction in the courtroom as that came down? The, the, the judge sort of rattled through this, the, the, the revised sentence quite quickly at the, at the end of her summary statement. Um, at, at that point, the, they, they, they retired. The, the, the clerk of the court stood up and addressing Hardy says, said, you know, your sentence now is eight years. Um, your challenge has been successful. Um, I, I'm sure that didn't feel successful to him and his lawyer, just, just a one-year reduction. And when it was, I was looking at him carefully, when that, when that was uh, read out, he showed no, no particular reaction. It's sort of quite a cliche of kind of court reporting that the, the, um, um, the offender showed no reaction, but there were, they really, he didn't. It was, he just, you know, got up from his prison table and, and left. Right. Well, Matt, thank you so much. Pleasure. It's an interesting case. So Matthew's back in his cell in the Category B prison where he's being held. None of his victims were in the court, but a few have got in touch since the verdict. A couple were not at all surprised, but others are pretty shocked. As this appeal approached, we were all aware that for both sides it felt like one final hurdle, one final door to close. And now there's a clock ticking towards 2025. I'm Lucy Hoff, and you've been listening to Can I Tell You a Secret? This is a podcast series from The Guardian. It was made by Shirin Kale, produced by me, Lucy Hoff, with original music and sound design by Axel Kakutier. The executive producers are Charlotte Pritchard and India Rackerson. The commissioning editor is Nicole Jackson. If you're following the series, do subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks. Hi, it's Nasheen. I hope you enjoyed listening to Can I Tell You a Secret? Today in Focus is back tomorrow with new episodes. We'll see you then. This is The Guardian.